0: Because I strongly believe that with every one of us, we are here for a reason. And life is knocking on our door, asking us to step up to something much bigger than we think we are able to do. And usually those are those big causes which are out there.
1: What's up boys and girls, welcome back to the Next Move podcast. I am Armand Kendri and it is my job to simplify and demystify the habits, strategies, tactics, routines of the overachievers. And on today's episode, we have Violetta Seth, who is a do-what-you-love coach. And as the name suggests, she helps people set goals, execute upon them, track them. Anything that someone wants to achieve, she helps People connect their passions to their purpose and today is literally gonna be such an action-packed episode and I know I say that often but you're about to get so much information almost a masterclass on how exactly to define your goals to set your goals what questions you should be asking yourself along the way how do you track your goals and again How do you execute to what you have planned? I really think that you're gonna take so much away from this little mini masterclass on how to set goals. So make sure to take notes, answer questions along the way that we ask. And if you have any questions at the end of the episode, do not hesitate to email me or message me on Instagram. I will get back to you with those answers. The links will be in the show notes below. So without further ado, here's Violetta teaching us exactly how to set, track, and execute on our goals. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Hey, Violetta, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course, and you know, as everyone would have heard in the introduction, what we're doing today is walking through how anybody can set goals for themselves. Everything from finding out what you actually want to do, to tracking it, to actually executing it. And at the end, we'll also go through some case studies Yoletta has done with a lot of people that she has worked with. So I recommend when you're going through and you're listening to this episode, take notes. In every section that we talk about, actually think about it from your perspective. If we're talking about goal setting, think about answering it for yourself. So without further ado, uh, Violeta, where I wanna start is when you're actually setting goals, right? I feel there's two types of people. There, there's one type of person who like we were talking about just before we started recording, a Michael Jordan who knows exactly what he wants to do versus a lot of us on this side of the spectrum who want to do so many different things and don't necessarily have one passion and are kind of scatterbrained. How do you go about thinking how someone should decide what goal they should pursue?
0: Yeah, I I very much relate to that, to this division between these two kind of people, those who are like immediately know what is that they love doing and they just focus on it and they get brilliant at it. Uh, but for, I would say, a lot of majority of us, that's not the case. So what do we, uh, we are left to do it is to explore ourselves a little bit more. It's not so obvious that this task is something that we're going to do for the rest of our life especially that we follow this kind of um, systemic advices from our parents or teachers that, you know, focus on one thing, had this kind of particular job, never change because this is how it was before. And now that the, that uh, times are changing so rapidly, um, the best constant way to, to adapt is, is to be at change all the time. So first of all, we need to explore ourselves a little bit more. What it means particularly is that all different kinds of, uh, internships, jobs, opportunity projects that people are giving us, just sometimes you, we think it's a random ask from someone never say no to such opportunities because all those opportunities are there to help us realize what is that we love doing and what is that we care about. And, um, when we, when we talk about finding our passion and setting our goals for the future, we also need to know what, what, what is passion? Like what, how, how to set up those goals, right? So passion as I see it, and a lot of people uh, think that it's something that they can just, it's a mental activity that I will think about it and I will start doing it. It doesn't happen that way. It's a little bit like with, like maybe with love. It's an experience, you, you know it, because you are experiencing it, you know it with your whole body. So, someone will—if someone tells you that no, this is not what something you should do, uh, or someone tells you that no, this is not the person you love—you can easily say that. Wait a minute, I know better because I'm experiencing it. <laughs> it it's mine. So, all different kind of. Uh, Experiencing, whether it's, uh, it's as I said, internship, jobs, um, projects, getting volunteering opportunities, meeting a lot of people to figure out what are the other uh, jobs possible or other career paths possible in, in particular areas that will all enhance and will all allow you to broaden your mind and be open to different possibilities than the one that we know at this particular moment in life. Does that make sense?
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. So it's all about like trying to experience a ton of stuff. But so for example, I'll give you my situation. And I think a lot of people will resonate with this because I've talked to a lot of people who say the exact same thing. A lot of people talk about passion, right? And, and like you said, it's, it's that feeling you get inside where you're saying, wow, this is something incredible. I'm loving doing it. I'm in a flow. But me personally, I I have that when I'm podcasting, right? I really enjoy this conversation and I enjoy a lot of the conversations, but I don't get that feeling too often. What what, what does it feel like for you to feel passionate? What, what does that energy feel like?
0: Hmm, that's a very good question. Uh because again, when you say I'm podcasting and I don't, then I feel this kind of a passion, but not always you, you mention.
1: So for example, right? You you have to edit. Editing is probably something that I don't I'm not in love with, right? So there's part of it which I love, but then there's other parts where you know it just becomes work. So so what
0: exactly? Do,
1: how do you approach that?
0: Exactly. So a lot of people are mixing it with task. The task of podcasting is has a different things in it. So your passion is not maybe only to have a conversation at this particular moment when you are recording. But the passion we should connect to our the cause, our mission, why we are doing it. Um, Is it because you enjoy speaking to people? If it was so, you could do it without recording, without thinking about YouTube or social media or uh, who's going to listen to it. Um, But for us to stay passionate about it, we need to connect it to a bigger vision of why we are doing it. Is it because um, of the conversation or is it because that knowledge, that kind of conversation, insight that sometimes you get from these kind of uh, meeting new people, you want to share with others. And if, if that's something that drives you, this uh, your contribution for others to share what you are experiencing, that can be strong enough to get you out there and do the needed editing, do the needed caption for the, for the post I do everything else because you know that the result is for people to see it. So you will, if you don't like it today, you will figure out a way to do it in the future. Maybe you will um, work with someone who loves editing and then that part you outsource to another person. But the bigger vision is this is, I want to share it with other people, that's my passion not the, just the task, not the small task performing.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that that makes a lot of sense because that that is how it is for me to an extent because I, I will do it and I will love the conversation, but when I'm doing the editing, at the end of the day, it's like, this is something that you have to do, but it's going to be the first thing that I outsource. I've already outsourced it, in fact. So for me, um, and I, I hope that people can relate to this, it's... Find that thing and then just give away all the stuff that you don't want to do when you can afford it or when you can actually move on to doing something else. And the other question that I have following on from this, right, is when you're doing all these different things, you're doing an internship, you're doing this job, you're trying podcasting, you're trying digital marketing, whatever it is, right, how long do you give yourself before you say, nah, actually, this is not my passion, Because, and and I'll give you a thing, for instance, if you were to start a podcast for a month, and I I just use this as an example for everybody listening, because this is something that I can relate to. Um, If you were to start it for a month, the difference you feel at a month versus six months is very different. At six months, you feel experienced, you feel confident, but at one month, you probably still feel nervous. You're shaking a little bit. You're probably not as happy with what you're producing. So how long do you feel people should give new things that you're trying out? Because maybe they can learn to love them moving forward.
0: I would say simply, as long as they feel that this is the right thing to do. Because again, it's connected to why you are doing podcasts. Is it only for your pleasure? If it's for your pleasure, then you can go to a bar and have a drink. And I guess it's much nicer for a lot of us than, uh, you know, working on a lot of difficult things. Um, but this whole concept of following your passion and, and doing what you love—I um, remember meeting some teachers school, and principals in schools, and they said, "What are you trying to do here with our children? Uh, sitting, uh, making them play on the guitar and sing kumbaya? <laughs> they need to go up there and and study hard and, and get a job." And this is the misconception that when you actually do what you love in life, when you follow your passion. It's not always lovey-dovey-chappy and super happy. There are difficulties as in any other other way, any other job or any other task that you are performing. But because you know why you are doing this, because you really deeply care about the effect, the result of your work. Um, So obviously after six months, it doesn't feel exactly the same. But if you ask yourself a question, what I'm doing here? let's say, with the podcast, does it make sense for people? Is it something that brings value? Is it something that I think is the right thing to do? Go for it. If you don't connect to that cause anymore, you think that, no, what I'm doing here doesn't bring value, people don't watch it, Uh, conversations are horrible, no one wants to listen to it, then rethink that decision. But as long as you see that it's something which is important for you, but your motivation is low, continue. Because none of us wakes up in the morning with, oh, such a wonderful day. Let me do my stuff for the rest of my life. Exactly. this. No, we need to get ourselves there. And we have ups and downs. Sometimes we feel like, yeah, today was such a cool day. The other time it feels like, I don't want to leave my bed. So what you do there is you try to get yourself at that. Do a small steps and continue as long as you feel that is the right thing to do. And you believe in the cause that your work is um, giving to others.
1: And I think that's that's so important because especially your point on not everybody wakes up every day feeling amazing about what they're going to do, right? Because that's just such such a misconception that I've seen or or that kind of bugs me a little bit when I'm thinking about it as well. Um, when you see it on Instagram and stuff like this with everybody waking up every single day, I love my life. My life is perfect. You know, I feel like, you know, and we were just talking about the last dance before this for anybody who hasn't seen the Netflix documentary, it's on, uh, it's about Michael Jordan. You should definitely check it out. But there were days where it just seemed like he was down and, you know, he didn't want to go outside and he just stayed in on his couch all day because he didn't want to get mobbed by fans and stuff like that. So it's it's very cool to know that even if it's something that you love and you're passionate about, it's fine if there's a day where you don't feel like doing anything. Does that happen to you often? And how do you kind of get that motivation and actually get up?
0: Mm. Uh, I would say even more that if every day is uh, is so motivating, it's so energizing and so wonderful... How do we know that we are actually enjoying? Because in order to enjoy something, we need to know how it is when it's bad. Um, in order to have a day, there needs to be a night to see white with there is a black and things like that. So there has to be this duality for us to enjoy and appreciate what we do every single day. Because if something is it comes to us too easy, we don't appreciate it after all. We think like that's too easy. Someone else could do it. Why should I bother? Um, and does it happen to me? Of course, <laughs> of course, I think it happens to all of us uh where there are days when we feel like, yeah, I had such a great, I don't know a coaching call or fantastic session, and there are days when you start thinking, mm, well, am I good enough? Am I doing the right thing? uh Maybe all of this doesn't make sense. Maybe instead of helping i'm I'm disturbing maybe. All of these difficult questions comes to your head. And uh, I experience it also when there is no sun. Somehow I feel sometimes connected to uh, sun energy. And when it's too dark, too, too cold, I don't feel like getting out of bed. And, and here I, I want to give you an example. I remember one day I was very scared. I'm, I, I live in the mountains these days. And I was very scared uh, of winter. And winter came. And there was a day super gray, rainy, but not like monsoon but rainy. It was cold rainy, no electricity, staying under the blanket. Mm. And I'm thinking, definitely, this is one of those days when I'm 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 just staying here. I'm not going to do anything. And then suddenly I see people around me. So this is my husband. He's just going to take a shower. And I'm like what's wrong with you, it's such a horrible day and you are like, what, going to take a shower? And she said, yeah, of course. Then I look behind my window and I see people just generally going to work. Um, There is a construction going on around and I see people you know, just walking with the bricks and stuff and I'm thinking, what's wrong with these people? It's such a horrible day, why they are working? And the thing is that most of those days are in our own head that we can't do things. What I do in those days is that I, I treat myself more gently. I tell myself, okay, today you are a little bit lower. Don't stress too much. Don't expect from yourself too much. Make sure that the people at your home understand what you are going through. And if you start shouting at them or (laughs) being annoyed, they already know that it's not because of them. It's because you feel low today and everyone has a right to feel low. And then do small steps. Make yourself, I don't know, uh, something nice to drink. Take a maybe, wash your face. If you feel more, then take a shower. Um, just op- maybe open your laptop a little bit to see if there, if there are any new emails, but don't expect too much from yourself. So do a very, very little baby steps uh, that will allow you to continue your work to maybe the restart will be easier instead of just shutting up completely and saying, no, my life is over. I'm not doing anything anymore.
1: Yeah, and I, I I love that. But again, so there's, and we're going off in a little bit of a tangent here, but I love this tangent, um, because it happens, you know, to everybody pretty often, I'm sure, you know, if you're listening right now, maybe it's happening to you right now, or, or you've experienced it in, in, you know, the past few weeks. But there's that school of thought where people will say, and you know, as Kobe Bryant, I have him up for listeners, I have him up on my bookshelf. His school of thought is, you know, quit being a baby and get up and go, right? but That school of thought is really hard for me personally, and I'm sure for listeners to to implement. What do you think about that school of thought to just like just use mental energy to push through whatever discomfort you're in?
0: So for someone, it will baby steps would be the way because they are not at the level of managing their own energies. But if you m- know how to manage your energies better, uh, then what you do is you get yourself completely out of the way. Your likes and dislikes, your ego, your fears. You tell yourself, okay, I'm, I I don't listen to myself today because it's a complete... It doesn't make use for me. And you still go and do it. Uh, but I think for that you it's not something that everyone is able to do from day zero. You need to start a little bit um, enhancing the experience of your life to be in the state of, maybe not flow, not bliss, but a kind of happiness so that you are practicing your muscles that when this bad day comes, you are ready to handle it and to say, okay, all these negativities, emotions, everything, which is related to to that, away. I'm getting myself, I'm getting it on the side and I'm just getting myself there to perform what I'm supposed to do.
1: Yeah, that's that's really great. And, you know, what works well for me, and it is kind of along the lines of what you just said, let's say it's it's four in the afternoon and and I haven't done anything and I, I felt stressed, I felt tired, what I'll do is I will cause I, I work out in the morning. Uh, what I do is I'll do another workout and recreate my morning routine at four in the afternoon. So I'll, I'll work out and then I'll go to the shower. I'll shave again if need be, I'll brush my teeth again. And then you kind of feel like you have a second chance, you know, at your day cause you're restarting. Cause it's, it's those triggers that at least for me, like spawn you off to having a productive day. So I guess if if you have that kind of day, you, you can kind of, um, take that approach. And I wanted to ask you, um, so we were talking about, let's jump back into the goals. We were talking about when you're setting goals, right? Now let's say somebody has set their goals. They've said that, you know, these are the four things that I want to be trying. How do you go about tracking or setting metrics? What, What would you tell someone to, if they were asking you, how do I keep track of my goals?
0: Well, I would go a step before that um, and try to figure out why these goals are the one that the person wants to pursue, because um, um, maybe you, you are already aware that there are two sets of goals. There are those goals which are kind of a shoot goals, um, and they are very much cultural based and the place where you live. And because you live in this culture, you have this kind of goals. And if you were living at the other part of the globe, the goals would be completely different. Just to give an example, it's a, um, let's say, a ma- marriage in India. It's uh, girls are expected to to marry at a certain age and then go to husband's house and then before turning thirty to have children. And depending whether the family is like maybe they shouldn't go to work anymore. So it's very cultural based. But if you were born a girl in let's say Poland, where I come from, uh, what you do is that you find your own husband, you need to have a job, you need to be independent. No one expects you to go to live with your husband. The best is that if you have your own house and you settle somewhere uh, where your in-laws are far away uh, so that your life is a little bit more easy. So those are the goals that we we need to be aware of them because we are in a trap of setting the should goals. I should find a job. I should find my passion. It's also a kind of a a, a hook that many of us are now struggling with because it becomes popular that you should find your passion and follow follow it. But there are other sets of goals and these are more of a, I would call them happiness goals when the goals that you set for yourselves are formed a little bit different. So you form them in a way, not what's my task, coming back to this um, task-oriented passion, when we think that my passion is my task, but you think more about what is my experience that I want to have? What are the emotions during the day that I would like to Experience. Uh, what kind of people I would like to have around myself so that I experience this kind of emotion? What could I do in order to to have it? Um, maybe I I love some kind of adventure, uh, sports, something that gives me this kind of a thrill that I need. Uh, or maybe I really love quiet environment and be a little bit more with myself and also the environment that I'm in, um, the house, the the the. Uh, the city that I'm in? Does it all give me this kind of experience that I want? So if you set up the goals based on the the experience, you are more likely to stick to your goal because it's it's experience-based. It's not task-oriented based. And there are two other goals, two other kind of, uh, maybe not the goals, but a kind of good ways to set up your goals. Another goal is that how you want to grow. All of us want to expand in a way. We have this need for expansion. If you are making a podcast and you did already more than 50, your head immediately thinks, what if I go for 100, 200? If you are having, I don't know how many followers, you're thinking, oh, can I double? Can I triple? Can I make it take times more? Because we love numbers. Like, we love expanding. So the goals, if we set up them around how is that I want to grow and how is that I want to expand... They will not change much. The ways of doing it will change, but not how you want to expand. But not that the fact that you want to expand and grow. And another filler, pillar is the uh, it's the contribution. So if you ask yourself through your career job how you want to contribute to the world through your um, maybe you worry about some causes that are right now social causes. Uh, which you can easily see behind your window or some environmental issues that are happening here and there it's on a daily basis or maybe even your family how would you contribute to your family if you set up these kind of goals it's like fast tracking um, whatever you want to achieve and and a little bit jumping from my shoot goals to how is that i want really my life to be how is that i want to enhance my, the level of experience of my life. And there are enough studies uh, to say that when we are happy, we are performing better, we are learning better, our mind is more clear, we are setting much clearer goals. Um, because we are, in a way, defining our own success. So our success, it's not dependent right now whether we compare ourselves to others, what others are doing. But we are comparing ourselves with ourselves and what we are able to do with our life. I'm not sure if I.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, that that's, that's On the track. I, I've never I've never heard of it this way. Could my, my my question here is: Could you give me a few examples of experiential goals and uh, possibly even contribution goals? What, what do those look like?
0: For instance, my. Experiential goal is that uh, related to it can be related to whatever experience you had during the day. So, one could be related to my love relationship. I want my love relationship to experience it in a way that it's trust based, it's uh, um, that it's a communication. Um, I want to feel right with this person, I want to feel protected, and all those feelings that I have. At the same time, I know that I need to give in order to take. So what I'm focusing on is how to make sure that there is this kind of level of trust and balance and love between in my relationship. So my goal is a little bit big and a little bit vague, but then you need to go specifically, okay, so what can you do? One thing is, um, I I give this example that when I'm in a bad mood, I am telling him immediately that, listen, today I'm in a bad mood. If I'm going to shout or if I'm going to be, Annoying. <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with you, so we don't destroy our relationship here. Um, or, or every day in the morning, uh, I tell him that, oh wow, you know, honey, today another beautiful day with you. So those are small things that you do in order to keep the big goal intact. Or another example is that I want to manage my energies during the day in a way that I feel happy about what's happening around. And there can be different things happening as we already know ups and downs. everything comes. But then how do I manage? So my goal is this. I want the day to be, uh, maybe this way. I want to choose how I want to live my day and what kind of experience I want to have. In a way, how do I feel about it, my emotions. So I, I want to feel good about my day. And in order to keep that goal uh, to, to happen, I need to have a set of small sub-goals, I would say, of what comes into having a good experience during the day. So first of all, morning routine. It's something so important, how you wake up in the morning and how you start the day. Um, what you put in your body, how to, because food, obviously, it's a fuel to how we feel and it's very much uh, connected to how we're gonna be during the day. Um, another one, gratitude. Uh, every day to say something to yourself or to others to express that gratitude. So there are like a small uh, sub-goals, I would say, that keeps your mega goal intact so that you know that you are making it happen.
1: So um, I just want to make sure I have this correctly. Mm -hmm. You're chasing a feeling and all of the tangible goals, so for example growing my podcast listeners or growing my Instagram following or growing my sales and my business, all this kind of stuff is a vehicle to make sure that I am meeting the goal of what I want to feel like. Is, is that what you're saying?
0: Kind of? Yes. It's your journey. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a journey that makes the experience. It's not the, the destination that you want to go because if today you have a goal of, uh, Let's say 1 million uh, followers. I don't know if I overshoot or undershoot. I don't know. I wish you had much more than um, 50 million. I don't know. Um, once you are there, what will happen to your goal? Then you're like, hmm, should I finish? So it's good. That's, that's maybe something counter... counter con, uh, how to say it in English? Um, counter...
1: Productive
0: no, 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 um, counterintuitive to what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is to to not reach your goal in some way. Because if you reach them, what will happen to you then? I remember working with one person and this person said that, hmm, uh, you know, I want to have this, I want to start this company, that's my goal. And I say, okay, fantastic. And once once you start, then what? <laughs> I don't know. So it's the journey that makes your experience and it's the journey that people are scared of also because they think that reaching the goal is the goal. It's not. Because as I said, the second pillar of growth, you, once you reach the goal, you want, you want to expand again. You want to grow again to something different. So you cannot reach the goal. When we think about life as a linear and the goal of our life is what? What's the end goal of our life? If we are going linearly, you you know, you start your study, uh, you find a job, you're married, and then, uh, and what's the end of our life? Like, what, what's at the end? You die. <laughs> you die, exactly. So how fast do you want to go there? Mm.
1: Like,
0: you don't. like. At least that's the philosophy that uh, what, what, what I am experiencing and what I observe is that some goals should be set up so big that you cannot reach them immediately. You need to grow to, to make them happen. You need to get surprised that those goals are actually uh, realizing. And I'm talking here about big life goals, just to be clear. I'm not talking about the goals which are a little bit more, uh, if I might put them, um, like corpo, corpo, corpo-like. Uh, when you have a project and you have to set up your goals and then tick the box because the stakeholders are are waiting or. Um, there are there are ways to set the, those kind of goals were as well. and uh, but just to distinguish these two, I'm talking about those big goals in life that we are setting for ourselves, when we are chasing them, and um, when we in a way get surprised that, oh wow, one day you real, when you wake up in the morning I, I'm already having my life the one, the way I want it. <laughs> And you get surprised by it. So those are different kind of goals. Uh, when you are talking about the goals which are, uh, like a very structure. Um, what we usually do—it's a—it's a smart technique. I'm sure that many uh, of people heard about it. Uh, where you need to get as much specific as possible, because now we were talking about these kind of—I would say—fluffy big goals for life. But how do you make it tangible and very very specific? That's where the hard work is, also, <laughs> on that side of how do you specify exactly um, if you. If you want to make a definition of your successful life, what does it mean, successful life for you, in terms of every area of your life, love relationship, what is it, per se, if it's work, what needs to be done exactly, step by step, so that you are on your journey to have a kind of career that you would like to have. And then of course you measure it and you check it
1: and 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 that's that's leads on to my next question very well. But before I move on to it, I'm still my other thing is what do you think are better goals to be focusing on? Because we've kind of talked about two, right? One is the big fluffy, Mm -hmm. and the second is the specific and measurable. What what do you think about that? Like, should you be focusing energy more on one or are both necessary?
0: I would say on both. You should never lose the picture uh, whenever you are setting even the very, very, very small goals. Um, And why is that? Um, Because of the should goals and opportunities which are coming to us. If we if we don't know what is our bigger picture, what is our bigger vision of our life, we are going in very random directions. And whenever something happens, we are thinking that hmm, maybe that's a kind of good opportunity. Let me try, without thinking how this opportunity match up to our bigger vision. Just I will give you an example here. Mm, usually, after we finish our studies, we are expected to find a job, well paid job a job that people understand, so that you can say, I'm an engineer, I do this and that, (laughs) right? Um, But what if one one day, this is what happened to me, I realized that uh, something very important for me, it's a flexibility, and to be independent on my own. And any kind of job opportunity doesn't actually match to that flexibility, to my bigger vision. So whenever this opportunity comes, I would be unhappy. So as much as uh, we are talking about figuring out what is that you love, what is your passion? We have to figure out what is that is completely not our passion. <laughs> what is that we hate doing? And we need to have this kind of list as well, so that whenever we, the opportunity comes, we know that this is not it. Um, another thing here is to know our values. Uh, I'm talking about uh, flexibility, independence, also because those are my values. And if anything comes between my values and the opportunity that comes to me, I know that's going to be that marriage not going to last. <laughs> that's not going to be something that will last forever because. Uh, we, we, we are just on different uh, wavelengths and it's okay because maybe this opportunity is great for someone else. So then I will uh, invite, let's say, Anisha to <laughs> maybe do this. But this is not my my way and we need to respect of who we are, what the values we carry, what is important for us uh, so that we could choose exactly what kind of goals we are setting and what we are
1: about to do. So again, I think that's brilliant. But now I think what the question people will have, and it's a question I have too, is there seems like there's a lot, right? There's your big goal. There's your specific goals. There's your values. There's your not passion list. There's all this that you have to keep track of. What what do you do? you put it on an Excel sheet? Do you have it written down? How, How should someone do that?
0: Okay, so I guess you are asking, what's the process to all of it? Mm-hmm. So what I like uh, to do when I start work with anyone who comes in um, and wants to uh, be coached by me is that first we do a zoom out. We look at the bigger picture of your life. What is the experience that you want to have? What's the growth that you want to have? And third, what's the contribution that you would like to um, give to people after you are you are not here or even during during your life. Once we see this bigger picture, um, we evaluate how good you are already doing on each of these on of those scales. Um, are there any areas where are behind and you would like to focus on them a little bit more? Or which are the areas that you are completely fine with and they are like you are secure, you are, you are, you are good there. What we, what, I, what we realize usually after this exercise is that career and job is just like a tiny little thing of, of the spectrum of our life. So the experience that we want to have actually is not what is my passion, how am I going to figure out my, you know, my, my job? Because especially when we graduate, this, this is our whole life because everyone, you should find your job. And an expectation is so big that we think that this is like, oh my God, this is the biggest issue in my life right now. I have to solve it, which is not, which is not. It's just a little tiny thing of the spectrum of how you want your life to be. So once we have that, it's easier to then put on a vision board. Like uh, this is also a very popular technique, but I really love it because it gives you kind of visual. Uh, representation of how you want your life to be so on the vision board you put a kind of images of how you want your life to be in each of these areas whether it's a love relationship your financial life your um, your contribution your health uh your your skills everything you put on that vision board and it's not because some people think that if i put it on my vision board it will happen it's not that way why we do the vision board is to have a kind of Focus, this is how I want my life to be. And when the opportunity comes, and they are coming every single day, you can match, is it something that is related to my bigger picture, or this is something completely out of the scope? Have you noticed that when you buy your new phone, let's say, I don't know, I don't want to tell the the brands, but once you buy the phone, you notice that everyone has exactly the same phone suddenly. It happens because we are focused on, on that. We, we, Because we see it, we start seeing it everywhere. So this vision board, this awareness of how I want my life to be helps you to be focused and to quickly choose those opportunities which are matching and eliminate the opportunities which are not matching completely. So that's where we are. Once we have this, then we go for a set of uh, kind of a, Questions, uh, or maybe not yet. Uh, then we go for for setting up the the bigger goals. So if it's a again experience, how you want experience to be, and we navigate exactly how how would I like it to be. If it's your contribution, basic ideas that you have at this particular moment, you you put how you would like. Actually, you know what? If it, there is something more here which I'm forgetting. Um, before we even go that, what I see it's, it's working recently very, very well, is that we set up our daily routines and our calendar. Because I notice uh, the more I work with people is that people are getting overwhelmed with working for work and not having a time for themselves. In a way, they are denying themselves uh, small pleasures and small happiness. So what we do is we make a calendar of how your daily schedule should be. When you are doing what? Uh, Especially millennials these days, like so many different tasks and different jobs that uh, the people are operating. And it's difficult to focus with having, let's say recently I met someone who was working in a restaurant, uh, managing social media for two companies, uh, a freelance writer and started uh, own um, uh, gifting uh, shop. So how do you manage with all of that? Therefore, we need to make a schedule so that... In a way, you know what you are doing each of those days uh, without getting overwhelmed and without getting mishmash. To that schedule, we add daily routine for you, especially in the morning, how you want to start your day. It's like non-negotiable goals that the beginning of the day belongs to you, and that will the rest of the day will be defined how you started. So, what is that you want to do in this first, let's say, one hour? If you don't have that one hour, Sorry, no pain, no gain, you have to wake up early. How to work, uh, wake up early? You need to go to sleep early. Uh, that's something that we are forgetting. We think that, oh, I will set up my alarm and I will wake up. No, you need to go to sleep at a certain hour. And our body also is uh, adjusts to this. Uh, if we wake up with a sunset, I, automatically, we should go to sleep at 10 o'clock or something With the uh, to have those, for a lot of people, eight hours to sleep. So we have this kind of a plan. Now we know how much time we have and where. Is there a space for some extra project of doing what you love or following your passion? Because a lot of people are working in a job and then they are thinking, can I have something on the side? So first we need to identify, do you even have time for it? Do you have a space for it? Because uh, if you are too busy or if you think you are too busy, no matter how much you want something, it will be only mm, on the wish list. And you will be not committed to to do it. So you find a time when you can dedicate for these kind of projects that you want to do only for yourself. And then you try to figure out, okay, so what could be those projects? right? Because I I, I tried already so many things, and everything is so late, and I'm not sure. And if you already had a good amount of experience, something I was talking at the beginning, that... You did a lot of internship, a lot of different projects. You meet a lot of different people. This is going to be fairly easy for you. So what you do is first you ask yourself, what are those tasks? Okay, here are allowed. <laughs> what are those tasks, uh, those activities, which I like doing? Like they are so enjoyable. I'm get, when performing them, I'm getting in a f- state of flow. What is the state of flow is this kind of a state where you feel that the time doesn't exist. Like you are you are there and you want to finish it, you want to do it. If you play on the guitar, you are just practicing because you want to impress someone or just making it you on know, the music is, is so enjoyable. Uh, but this is also a place where it's not so easy that you are enjoying everything. Sometimes it's a kind of difficult space because you, you might have this kind of you know sensations in your body and you feel, ah, oh, am I doing good or not? Or oh, I feel like going maybe to a washroom. Or <laughs> uh, th- those might be a kind of mixed emotions, which are not always a, a, a fear. Sometimes it's excitement, but a kind of with a twist, I would say. And people sometimes miss it. So, so, so this is a kind of flow. What is that you love doing? What is that brings you this kind of joy? Second thing, what you think is that, what are the moments? Uh, where people ask us for help, we have done it for them, and they were very happy about it. These are all the things that we can make sure that we are good at and people are valuing us for it. Sometimes we are not even aware of what it is, therefore it's good to ask other people, what, what is it that you think I am good at? Uh, or if you could uh, tell me what is that I could do for you that that would bring you a value? You can ask if you if you can't figure it out yourself. You can always ask other people. Of what could it be that they were they would be willing to ask you for help, because they would perceive that you are someone who can deliver that that particular thing. The third question to ask is the one that we have already discussed. What is that you definitely don't want to do? Um, In a way, you are asking yourself, what is that I have to stop doing? And what are the things that I've already experienced that doesn't bring me joy? And I don't want them anymore in my life. Then you go to think, if you know anyone in your maybe circle of people that you know, or maybe someone from from social media or TV, who is already doing a kind of, um, has a career or have a, a job that you really admire. But here we are not talking about admiring people because they are famous. It's a result of their work. But what is that they do on the daily activities that you also feel inspired, sometimes slightly jealous. You think that I could do it. If this person could do it, I could do it, maybe even better. So those are these kind of small signs that this is something that you might be a little bit drawn towards. And um, once you have that, you start thinking, with all of this process, you think about the task that you are good at. Why? Because we tend to focus more on the things we are lacking. <laughs> and I'm going to come to that. So when in this part, you focus on what is that you are good at, you are enjoying, and, and, and you like. Another thing which I really like doing, I, I just have this kind of a uh, uh, workbook in front of myself, which I ask people to fill. Another thing that I like to people to do is to visualize the place they want to work. Because very often we think it's an office, it's a cubicle. Uh, but when you visualize it, is it really pleasant? <laughs> for some people, yes. But for some people, definitely not. Um, so, so it's good to visualize the, the kind of atmosphere you want to have around yourself. What is the surrounding? What are the walls? Is it a building? Is it, is it a theater? Is it a recording studio? Um, are you working alone or are there people around you? Are they physically around you or you are calling them because you, you want to have your privacy and you want to call them? All different kind of details. And I remember here a long, long time ago when I, when I made one of the first uh, workshops about it, one of my friends has drawn a, a Hame at the beach with a two, you know, palm. And it was like, oh. and you know what? After, I think, 10 years, I see on Facebook his picture with a laptop on the beach with those two palms. And I'm like, wow, wow, exactly. Because you, someone was able to visualize it. He could navigate and manage to, to, to make that reality. Once we have that, I know the process is getting long, but who said it's gonna be super easy and super short? It, it's never. It never is. Once we have all of these kind of features together, we think about the cause, about the project or a bigger vision, mission that we want to perform, something that is very deeply important for us. I am not sure if I can use those words. Uh, maybe you can do beep. But what is that really? This us off when we go outside and we look at uh, the world. What is the solution, the change that we might want to bring? Because this is so unbearable for us and we want to do something with it. If you write down these kind of causes, most probably you're going to chase, ch- chase them for the rest of your life. And that's why all your gifts, all your talents, whatever you are admiring in other people, they might bring you to this particular cause. And if you combine it with this particular cause, it might bring someone undestroyable chasing of making, solving a solution for that cause and changing the world around us. Because I strongly believe that with every one of us, we are here for a reason and life is knocking on our door, asking us to step up to something much bigger than we think we are able to do. And usually those are those big causes which are out there. So if you are able to combine it there, asking yourself this big, why am I doing it? For what is my life? At the end of my life, when I'm about to die, what do I want people to remember me for? Then it might be much easier for for you to navigate what should be the next step. Having that, it's much easier for you to answer the next question, which is if you had another year and that was the last year of your life, you had all the money, all the resources, you're going to be successful, no failure, nothing worrying, what would you do? What would be this one small project or a big project that you would like to do in your life? And then you start with that small, little or big Project, you start figuring out what, are the, what is it I need to do today, what is that I need to do tomorrow, what kind of support I need to get, what things I need to outsource, how to put small goals to it, how to uh, make sure that I, I am uh, committed to, to make it happen, what are the uh, fro, uh, small throws, like the issues that may come on the way, how do I avoid them. And you start just doing it because it's, as I said again, it's a process. It's not the goal actually you are chasing, it's the process, the fun of making it happen.
1: Wow, I I love that. Um, And for everybody listening, if you weren't pausing and taking notes along the way, I will have a cheat sheet out for you. So I'll put that all down for you just in case you didn't get all of that because it's very, very helpful. But I just want to ask you, Violeta, one more thing Um, I actually want to clarify. The last question you ask yourself, and this is just for me, is what would you do if you were sure to be successful and couldn't fail? Or what would you do if you had abundant resources and you could do anything you wanted?
0: It's the same because we need resources in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that one day we wake up and we have this fantastic idea and it just happened because the idea is so fantastic. No, a lot of people have exactly the same ideas. It's especially to those who are thinking about starting own startup or some own initiative. All of us have exactly the same idea. You can Google, it's already there. But it's about the resources and about how resourceful you are in order to use those resources to make it happen. And who's going to be the first get this idea out there
1: got it and um now now my other question is it's it's going back a a little bit but there's so much documentation here right there's so much so many questions you're asking yourself there's so many goals you're putting down where actually where do you store all of this and and how often are you reviewing this information and even as well, how often are you changing what's on your goals or sheets or values as you go along?
0: That's a wonderful question. Um, so how do you start? You start with the vision board. That's the first thing. And the vision board should be uh, the best is if you can things because they might change as you as you grow, as you develop, uh, your perception of life also develops. so you can change it on the way. Another place that you keep it is, it's good to have some personal journal or a water book when you are, um, some people call it a playbook, where where you are writing all those ideas down. If you keep those ideas in your head, they stay there forever. But if you start writing them, and I encourage people to write with their own hand, it has some kind of a, maybe an old-fashioned or, or maybe it has some kind of a magic thing that when you write it for yourself, it becomes more real. It becomes more organized and more feasible to happen. And one more question you ask, how often do you change it? So the big goals are there. I know how I want my life to be. But the small goals, sub goals, I I keep changing because the circumstances of life are changing. And how do you know when you're going to change them? Is that when you feel that you are not giving yourself 100% anymore, when you feel that you don't connect to the cost anymore, that what you are doing doesn't make sense, or it doesn't doesn't feel right on a deep level, stop it. Find something else. Because life also, in very different ways, tells us that you should sometimes stop doing things that you are doing today. But the question is, do we listen to it as well? And I, I know that it's a little bit complicated, because how do we navigate through that? We navigate by developing our inner muscle of our intuition, our focus, our intention, by figuring out our values. Usually values are not changing much, because they are not the core core deep of who you are. Mm, and how to do that um one way could be meditation staying with yourself in silence just observing what is important uh this happens is to you know get all these blah, 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 that is happening around you to, to quiet a little bit down and to listen to this deeper in the voice that you have um because you know we think that sometimes we can ask someone of how our life should be. You cannot ask anyone; you have to ask yourself. And for for that, you need to listen to yourself, to what is deep inside, and to to your whole body. The whole body is giving you these kind of answers.
1: That yeah, I you know I I this is something that I've been trying to do recently, and I know for for you if you're listening, um. If you don't have, if you're not in touch with it at all, it can be a little confusing because for me, it definitely was when when people talk about this, but what, and what I'd encourage listeners to do and what I've been doing to kind of get this is do take time to do nothing. So for example, if you're washing the dishes, don't listen to music or listen to a podcast while you're washing the dishes. If you're like going to bed, it's not always the best thing to do to, to read. You know, just let your mind kind of uncover and go into that dark place. I feel like oftentimes, you know, we listen, we're, we're constantly inundating ourselves with information, which is bad because we actually have that, a lot of that answers, the, the answer is already there, but you're not getting your ch- yourself a chance to listen to it. And recently I've been doing this. I, obviously I'm not close to where I want to be, but now I'm able to understand a little bit more of what you're saying is where you, you're getting to a point of feel. It's not about what anybody else thinks. It's about like, what are you actually feeling? And that feeling, I guess, will be able to help dictate what you wanna do. I don't know if you kind of agree along those lines.
0: Yeah, it's very much that, that silence is all that we need sometimes. We are tend to do so many things in life because uh, we were told since our children, I think this is cl- cross-culture, work hard. Uh, sweat, like go all out for it because that's not going to be easy. Money doesn't li- doesn't, uh, you know, grow on the trees that we are forgetting that sometimes not doing is bringing more productivity than actually doing. Um, when you work from Monday to Friday, make sure that one day is like a zero day. Like you don't do completely anything. And when you said, like you are washing your dishes, just be fully in those di- with those dishes. Like, what's wrong with it? You don't have to do thousands of things at the same time. Um, um, so I, I'm not sure that's gonna be clear for 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 um, but anyway, I'll try. So how I see uh, this whole passion and uh, the task that we should perform in life and why we are here is in a way that, as I said, everyone comes here with a possibility to do something really great and really amazing. We might not be able to realize it, but there is a possibility, like a small seed is there and it's only in our hands whether we're going to take it and do something about it or we're going to let it rot and die. The seed is there. And now with all the gifts, all the experiences that we have in life, If we are able to slow down, I mean not in terms of life that we are not doing anything, just our mind. What I'm talking about is the mind, to slow down the mind, to create a kind of space for the message to be more clear for us. Um, I could maybe give an example of, in in a way, like streaming and downloading an information. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. because the ideas are there. They are, they are circulating around us all the time. And at, at any given time, a lot of people have exactly the same idea to how to pursue our life, how to, I don't know, make another startup to have this kind of brilliant contribution to, into like people's life. But if you are not careful enough, if you don't make this space, listen to it, you're going to miss it. And someone else is going to do it. And if you're going to miss it, you're going to keep thinking, what should I do? What should I do next in my life? And the life is keep bringing you these ideas, these opportunities, Fro, 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 fro. And you are like, I'm too busy. I can't take them up. I, I, I'm just too busy with my own life. I need to, you know, find a job. I need to, you know, uh, find a person to marry. I, uh, all of these kind of things. But if you create that space, a little space, life might, might be much easier than you think. The things might just come to you effortlessly because you listen to yourself and nature, which is around. Nature, I mean not only trees and but like stream of life which is happening to us every single day. If you are able to get tuned with that, you know all the answers which are within.
1: I, I... That that's that's so powerful and it, it's it's so true and I, I just want to end here because I know we're approaching that hour mark and I you know if anybody would like a part two uh, you know I, I I said we were going to talk about case studies but we can definitely go into that in another episode um, but I just want to say like there's an example in yoga right like a lot of yoga poses and I just learned this recently are taken from what dogs do they do that little pose and stretch in the morning and that we're kind of recreating that with a downward dog and stuff like that. And that must've been from someone just analyzing, well, that's what a dog does. Let me try it. And just by sitting there and doing nothing and all these kind of things and thoughts. And, you know, we have monkeys in my building and just watching them. And unfortunately it's, it's kind of tough to live with monkeys, but, uh, just watching them, they do nothing all day. They just sit in like, think and and it, it kind of just gets you thinking like, and, but they can adapt to any situation and, and wherever they are, they're going to be good. So it, it's just something that you have to trust, I guess, you know, it's boring to sit there and do nothing, but if you just trust that it might lead to some result, um, it, it could be beneficial for you. So I, I implore you to try that. Um, Violeta, I want to ask you, do you have any other last things that you feel like we missed out or you think we could add on to this episode, uh, before we close up.
0: Mm, I think that is one. Um, yeah, that is one thing I, I would like to, um, <laughs> let me think about it. I'm not sure if it's for, for closing, uh, cause it's a little bit for a lot of people, it, it might be a bit difficult. Um, but what I feel is that a lot of us live our life in a way that we think we are immortal and that we have time in the world to to live the way we want to live tomorrow, next year, after I finish this project. Maybe after I, I make enough money, I will start, you know, living my way. A lot of people think that once I retired, I, I'm gonna have my the way live, I will live the way I always wanted to live. And we are forgetting that we are here only for a very, very short period of time. There is just a small gap of of us being here in this body. So how do we rush? I I think that we should actually rush to make life the way we want it to instead of waiting for a better tomorrow. We don't have that much time to to think that tomorrow something better is gonna happen because we don't know if tomorrow comes. For many of us, it's a depressing thought that, oh, uh, what are you saying? Am I gonna die? You, you will anyway, like all of us will. Like it's it, that's guarantee. Sorry, that's that's absolutely guarantee. But before that happened, it's completely out of our hands of how we're gonna live our life. And the faster we start doing it, I think the better.
1: That is amazing. And I just want to end on this quote because I think you'll like it. Uh, it's by Henry David Thoreau. And it's exactly what you said. It's we work during the most valuable time of our lives. We give every and I'm expanding off of it. We we give everything and we we do everything during the most valuable part of our lives to enjoy. And this is the big part to enjoy a questionable liberty at the least valuable part of it. So when you're like seventy, I mean, hopefully you can still do stuff at seventy. But we're we're pushing everything right now and doing stuff we don't necessarily enjoy. But this this is the best time of our lives, you know. So enjoy it as well. And just go ahead. And
0: if I can, and if I can add, it's the best time on earth to be alive because Mm -hmm. we right now we have all the kind of luxuries that our parents, grandparents, ancestors could really like dream about you have a a food in your fridge you don't have to go to the field and every day dig isn't that unbelievable it's it's completely like you know uh we are safe. there are no wars happening in the area where we are where we live Uh, of course there are happening difficult things around the world but comparing to our ancestors this is the best time to 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 be here so how are we going to make use of it it's it's completely our it's completely in our hands. So I would rather uh, encourage everyone to think how wh- how useful it could be for the next generations, instead of thinking of how worrying I am about, I don't know, my past or my future. You will not worry about it in a year from now or two years from now. So go out there and start living this beautiful life that you can have here on this planet on today.
1: Powerful. And I think that's a wonderful place to end. Um, Violeta, if people want to follow you, learn more about you and what you do, and potentially even get coaching, where can people reach out to you?
0: So uh, I do have my website. It calls do what you love coaching.com. I'm also active on social media on Instagram and, and Facebook. So those are the places where uh, I'm very easily
1: reachable. So everybody, I will put all of those links in the show notes below. If you have any questions, make sure to put them in the comments, send us an email, send me an Instagram DM, we'll definitely get back to you. And yes, I, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Thank you, Violeta. I, I really took a lot away from this.
0: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have all those relevant, very relevant questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And everybody, thank you again for listening. See you all in the next one.